Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who truly sustains us, carries us through this time of trial, struggle, temptation, doubt, and hardship. Amen. Our series on the witnesses continues today as we look into what it means for the children to give witness to Christ, that they witness something in Him, that they see something in Him, that they have a story to tell about what He did for them. Giving witness to what Jesus has done in the world is important in times like this when we are wondering and watching and waiting and burdened and asking, is God still blessing us? Is there still something that God could do for us? And it's in these times of great difficulty that have enveloped the whole world, in fact, when we can pull back for a moment and really realize that it's not the wondrous things of the world that make for life, but it is the simple, clear, direct things the most humble and small things of life that really provide for us. In our gospel lessons today, the disciples come and ask Jesus, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Now, they have been with Jesus. They've seen all that he's done. He's gone to sinners. He's healed the sick. He has humbled the proud. And here come the disciples, those who have seen all of this, and they ask this question, who is the greatest? It's almost as if they haven't seen anything. They keep wanting to know, how can I climb a little bit higher? How can I gain just a little more status? How can I become something fancier, better, greater, bigger, stronger? Is there a way that I could know that I have a place not just in heaven, but up in the upper echelons of heaven. In this kingdom of God, how can I be sure that I'm going to be sitting at the top? They completely don't understand that it is the small and simple things of life that are truly blessings from God. It's not about accumulating. It's not about gaining. It's not about improving. It's about simply hearing that God has blessed you, that God has come near for you, that God is great and he loves the small and humble. And so Jesus takes a child and puts it among them, shocking as that might be, sets it right before them and says, this, this one right here, this tiny little nothing in the world, this is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And I'll, tell, and I'll do you one better, he says to his disciples, unless you become like this child, small and insignificant, little, not growing and showing your great potential, but like a child, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. It's as if he takes their grandiose ideas and humbles them down to the place where they can see that they are nothing in the world except children of God. 
Now, I know we love our children. And we speak fondly of children at all times, but we treat children in the world as if they weren't quite yet people, right? They are people becoming something. They are little packages that might one day grow up to fulfill all of their hopes and dreams. We send them off to schools. We send them off to camps. We give them all sorts of trainings. We give them life lessons so that they would grow up into something that would be worthwhile in the world. They are potential people, even though they are actual people. In our world, we still treat them as though they were still on the way to becoming something else. And this is exactly what the disciples had in mind when Jesus showed them the children. They even started to say, no, 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 no. These are too small. They're not worthy of anything. Jesus doesn't have time for things like this. They're not quite yet actually fully formed people. Save Jesus' efforts for those who could offer him something more, who are greater than the children. And when Jesus sees it, he pushes right through the barriers and the stumbling blocks that are put before them, and he goes rushing right into the children and says, no, it is these. Did you not hear me? Did you not see what I did? I put the child before you, and now you're telling them, no, I warned you that to put a stumbling block before them, it would be better for you to have a millstone tied around your neck, and you still can't get out of your own way. You still can't stop yourselves. It's like you're addicted to greatness. You can't ever stop thinking about how things could be better and better in the world. You can't simply hear that I have come to bless the children of the world. So even though we want children to grow up, while we want to train them in the way of the world, while we want them to be useful in the world as they grow older, as school and teaching and learning social customs is important for our life together, we also have to remember that it is the children whom God has come for in Jesus Christ. The children of God who are needy and small, not powerful, not self-sufficient, but those who are being taken care of, those who are receiving right now. We have to remember that children are people already, not becoming something better. Not, they're not on the road to greatness. They are already great in the kingdom of God, for they are beloved, and they receive this word. It's hard for adults to really grasp this at times because we've earned so much. We've made our way in the world. And we like to turn around and show these kinds of things to God. But each and every time God comes back and says, no, I've come to bless the children. You must be a child. You have to turn from yourselves and receive the kingdom as though you were small, not great, Little, not big, just as you are, not growing into something greater. God makes us his children. You know this, right? He actually does this commandment to us. For there is no way for you to 
turn back the clock. There is no time machine where you could go back to being a child. You might act childish or childlike, but you actually have to become a child, one who receives the care and blessing of God, not just gives it to others in order to receive the kingdom of God, in order to enter into this. Whoever becomes humble like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, for they know something that we always have a hard time with. Everything is a gift from God. We are needy beggars in the face of a great and mighty God who provides for us everything that we need. And in this way, we are his children, holy, beloved, and blessed. With Jesus coming right through all the stumbling blocks, all the barriers that the world sets before us in order to put the sign of the cross upon you, to give you this blessed assurance that you are a child of God by God's own choosing. This is the witness that we give to the world, that children see that though everybody else thinks they're insignificant, God thinks they are significant and great. That while the world thinks they're only becoming something, God says, you are mine just as you are right now. So while we put the stumbling blocks out, still Christ comes weaving and bobbing, jumping and diving over all of these things in order to bring a word in the water and the sign of the cross right upon each and every one of you, beloved children of God, so that you too could give witness to what Christ has done for you. Not because you are so great, but because God has called you great and brought you into his kingdom by his grace and mercy and love. Isn't this the blessing that we have for one another? Isn't this the simple word that we have in the midst of a world gone crazy, and a world full of trouble, a blessing that can come from Christ to each and every one by the phone, by six feet of distance? The Lord bless you and keep you even over the Internet. You are a blessed child of God today and always. Amen.